This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to go back to basics, maybe, is, is what we should say, because if you don't have what we're going to be talking about today right, your company is probably not going to be successful or not as successful as it could and should be. And that's your messaging. You know, and, and I'm not talking taglines, slogans, maybe kind of sort of, but now it's we're we're really gonna delve into what is your message, how do you get it across to people, and most importantly, why is it important? So please join me in welcoming Jim Carr to our program today. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Dad. Pleasure to be here. Well, let we're me going talk- to have a conversation about conversations in business. What a concept, what a yes. concept. So let me tell people a little bit about you. So Jim Carr, PhD, I should have been saying Dr. Carr, my apologies. It's okay. (laughs) Jim helps business leaders and organizations to lead more effective customer conversations, which in turn means stronger customer connections and more growth. He has received national and international awards as a consumer researcher, university professor, corporate chief marketing officer, and now as a consultant and speaker. Jim earned his doctorate at the University of Florida, an MBA from Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. He is also host of the Manage Your Message podcast. But Jim also knows that you don't have to have a PhD, be a professional speaker, an extrovert, or a brilliant conversationalist in order to bring your business story to life. You can just follow a process he calls managing the message. So again, Jim, welcome. It is a pleasure to be here. And uh, it's great to be able to have this this conversation uh, involving a lot of people who are doing great things, right. who have a business, mm-hmm. or they're building something, they're part of a, a leadership team. And it is a very common thing, which we can talk about, obviously, mm-hmm. in some detail as we go along. But most people, uh, there's a big gap between mm-hmm. their passion and their knowledge mm-hmm. And yet their comfort and their confidence in how to talk about it right. and engage right. other people. So that's what we're here to do is help bridge that gap a little bit. Perfect. Well, let's start with what do you mean by message? You know, is it Nike's slogan of just do it or, you know, all, um, you know, our mission statement, you know, what is somebody's message? Well, it is a giant bucket uh, that we, we put a lot of things into and, and the things that people will tend to think of the most, mm-hmm. Deb, when they think message is, oh, it's our pitch, it's our slogan, it's our tagline, mm-hmm. it's our logo. You're right about all that. Um, I think of it more as, a, as an area of focus of the everyday conversations that happen in and around your business. Mm-hmm. And certainly, all of those elements, the, the mm-hmm. things that we just talked about, all the way from the big, lofty vision, mission types of statements into uh, a digital social media presence mm-hmm. into paid promotion and PR. All of those things need to be in rough alignment. Mm-hmm. But let's face mm-hmm. it, the language of 
your advertising or your mm -hmm. PR or even your social media or your vision or mission statement is not the language that real people use. Right. So that is where, so think more about the conversations in the hallway, mm -hmm. at a meeting, with a, onboarding some new people or with a new client or you're mm -hmm. out at a ball game or at a house mm -hmm. of worship or a community event mm -hmm. or telling your friends about the cool thing that you're doing. What we want is for the elements of your value, the mm -hmm. things that make you distinct and interesting to be able to be carried forward into mm -hmm. those everyday conversations. The, right. some of the ones that you'll have yourself, a lot of them, you won't be around for those. Mm -hmm. but you want to be able to, to feed a system in when other people, the people I would call messengers, mm -hmm. might be the people that you work with, mm -hmm. might be the people that are your current customers, your prospects, your friends in the community are all talking about you mm -hmm. in a consistently positive and strategic way. Right. So it is, um, you mentioned mission and vision statement. And I will, I'll say, Deb, just as a, um, as an early volley in all of this and to have people <laughs> think in an appropriate way that um, a lot of your listeners may think, well, we actually, we have a pitch or we right. have a vision. We have a mission. We have a passion. <laughs> we have those sorts of things. Like, and it's great. on the wall. It's, it's on the wall. <laughs> and, and that's great. And it's a great mm -hmm. starting point. Mm -hmm. But I did a lot of, of research uh, for my new book. It's called The Science of Customer Connections. So looking at research would seem to be, thank you very much. You I know, do a just good van. always happen to have a, a copy <laughs> But uh, a lot of research, a, a little bit of my own, and, and a lot of it's my own experience and things mm -hmm. that I've seen, but I also pulled from a lot of uh, content analyses, mm -hmm. cognitive psychology, brain psychology, and bringing a lot of those elements together. Mm -hmm. One of the things that will probably surprise exactly zero of your viewers or listeners is that most vision and mission statements use the same words. Right. They sound very much alike. Mm -hmm. So we talk about service to our community. We talk about inclusion, sustainability, uh, excellence, mm -hmm. customer, all those sorts of things. And they're it's, very pithy. <laughs> they're very pithy and lofty and, and they're well-intentioned, Deb. Right. Nothing that's, that's untrue, no. but uh, they all sound the same. Mm -hmm. We want to be distinct. Mm -hmm. So when people think about Deb, they think about a certain thing. Mm -hmm. They think about a certain solution or value that you have to offer that's mm -hmm. different than what anybody else would have. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to get stuck in the same language. And, and frankly, most vision mission statements, they are committee Mm -hmm. oh, yes. that have, they are the process of a mm -hmm. 14 month slog through, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. validation mm -hmm. and all that. Not surprising. It's a little bland and overcooked. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is think about, um, so a few, a few key elements, the things that you really want people to know about you and believe about you and act upon. Mm -hmm. And how do we distill those in a way that's clear, it's conversational, it's mm -hmm. shareable. And then have a system. So mm -hmm. we actually over time create a flywheel right. that helps power the business. And we can mm -hmm. talk about the different steps and stages about how to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and clearly a mission statement or a vision statement is not what somebody thinks of when asked about someone else's business or even your employer or, or your company. Um, you know, you're not going to spout off that one or two sentences, right? Because they shouldn't be too long as, you know, as, as what you do you know, or who you serve or all of those, those things. And so yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have there takes up space on the wall. You didn't have to worry about something else, but it really doesn't mean very much um, because it comes back to that word conversational. 
it has been written in a way that it's not conversational. Um, and one of the other things that immediately comes to mind to me when I'm thinking about uh, something like that that is not conversational is your 30-second elevator pitch. Yes. <laughs> and and right, we work and we oh, and we memorize them and we all this and they again, you know, words, just words. I have a, a point of view on the whole elevator pitch concept. <laughs> and again, I, I look at this, and I'm not saying throw it away. Right. If you've if you've done there are elements there to build upon, mm -hmm. but I will say the elevator pitch is based on a premise and a scenario that probably describes about 0.01% of the conversations mm -hmm. that you have. So an elevator pitch is essentially a brief monologue. Mm -hmm. um, right. And I've even been in elevator pitch competitions. I was a mm -hmm. judge for one. But, but it, it is really kind of a, a contrived scenario, mm -hmm. isn't it? So you right. kind of <gasps> take a deep breath and yes. And you've timed yourself, right? You know, right. because you got 30 seconds. seconds. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a, a brief oxygen depriving monologue mm -hmm. um, about uh, what you have. And, and so um, I think it violates a few premises of what really make for a good mm -hmm. conversation. Although we can build upon it as we'll talk about mm -hmm. the good news about having an elevator pitch is it forces you into being concise. Mm -hmm. right. You are, mm -hmm. what you do, what the benefits are, whom you serve, what you would want people to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. The pitch might be for a new customer, it might be mm -hmm. for an investor, it might be for a partner or a channel partner, whatever that might mm -hmm. be. Um, that's the other thing about an elevator pitch. There tends to be kind of a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put everything that I believe right. is cogent. It's not going to matter who I'm giving it to. That's right. But frankly, your interesting conversation is going to be different if you want somebody from the local media to be interested in mm -hmm. what you're doing versus a prospective customer mm -hmm. versus a current happy wonderful client that you want to uh want to talk about to her mm -hmm. friends about it right. to, to anyone else like that so mm -hmm. what's relevant uh is going to be different for different audiences mm -hmm. so what we really want to do is again concise is good mm -hmm. but not make it a monologue always right. to make dialogue. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is, um, is true about all sorts of conversations, when you think about all the way from job interviews mm -hmm. to, uh, to business conversations and pitches, if we're talking either one-to-one -one or one-to-few, is that you want a rough balance of who's doing the talking and who's mm -hmm. doing the listening, of right. asking questions, of answering questions. The best job interviews are not soliloquies, mm -hmm. right? They they right. viewed on uh, as being a, more of a of a of a balanced dialogue. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'll say one of the one of the things that makes social media kind of tough for actually being persuasive is in social media. On average, we talk about ourselves eighty percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's very self referent. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, there are lots of good things on the elevator pitch mm -hmm. to think about. I think it's a better approach, a more useful approach, is to think of that short conversation in little chunks, mm -hmm. a few talking points. Like, mm -hmm. So what is it, um, for example, one we may call kind of the identity statement or the mm -hmm. overall view is like whom you serve, why are you in business? Mm -hmm. you know, what is it that you're, is you're really your, 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 your calling? Right. Um, a little chunk of whom do you serve? You know, for your work, Deb, not everybody is, is a great prospective client. Mm -hmm. It may right. differ, mm -hmm. and it may differ for your listeners and viewers mm -hmm. according to 
um, how big they are, what mm -hmm. industry they in, where they reside, um, how they use services or mm -hmm. products like yours. Some are going to be good fits. Some are going to be not so good fits. Mm -hmm. So having a good sense of whom do we serve mm -hmm. the best? Who's the best fit for, right. for is it what we do? What mm -hmm. benefit do those people get out of it? You know, how, how do we provide that service or mm -hmm. what kind of a, how do we make that product and get it to them the way that they can use? What are the benefits that they get and what it's like to work with us? Mm -hmm. What do our raving fans say about us mm -hmm. using their words? Right. So I would say if you would have at the ready for you and, and your colleagues and, and uh, other people, that little sense of here's what we're about. Mm -hmm. Here's whom we best serve. Here's how we do that. Mm -hmm. Here's the benefit that they get from it. And then what is it like to work with us, which is usually right. going to be as much of a feeling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be, well, they get a high return on investment for their mm -hmm. money in our world-class mm -hmm. disruptive platform. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it may be an economic value, mm -hmm. but oftentimes it's, you know, Deb, we worked with her when we had something really go wrong mm -hmm. and she was a calming voice and she gave us good advice and the worry level in our room went down dramatically and everything worked out okay. So it might be more of a feeling. Mm -hmm. Took something off our plate, right. uh, lowered our anxiety, mm -hmm. lowered our exposure. Uh, we don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it. So those sorts of things. Then you're ready for almost any kind of conversation. Right. right. And, and that's the important thing is you're wanting somebody to come up, you know, to, to come up and ask for more. You know, tell me more, tell me how this worked, all those various things. And that is hard when, you know, say you're at a networking thing and you've gone around the room, you know, and everybody stood up and they did their, you know, and, and somebody timed it. I love those when, you know, they're timing you. And, <laughs> but you really want somebody to come up and say, tell me more. And then you do have that conversation, um, you know, and, and it's interesting. I was in a mastermind group here in Atlanta for a while and great people. And it was a very small group. I mean, you know, when we had everybody there, we might've had 20 people. Mm -hmm. And so we did our 30 second every time, you know, all those various things. And then we decided to mix it up one time. Now we met every other week. So we heard everybody's elevator pitch every other week. And so we mixed it up and you had to give the person next to you, you had to give their None of us could do it. It was sad. I mean, it really was very enlightening, but but sad at the same time. When you looked at that person and went, "He sells insurance," <laughs> and <laughs> right. you know, and 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 that really showed us, okay, we're not doing this correctly um, because we weren't able to to say, you know, he helped this person do this. Um, you know, he, because of his, you know, because they worked with him um, as an, you know, had their insurance through them. When tragedy struck, they were still able to pay off their bills. You know, things like that. I mean, we, and, yes. and it's, it's that word you used before. It's that emotion. You know, none of us could, could give somebody else's pitch because none of us had picked up on that emotion. Deb, I'll share a story. I was asked by, um, our local chamber of commerce. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, they said, well, you we're, we're putting together a speed networking event. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you're a messaging guy. We'd like for you to be part of this and just mm -hmm. kind of help, help people to do it. And, and I frankly don't like those sorts of things, but right. I did. Yeah. I did it. The whole speed dating thing. No. Oh, it was. And, and <laughs> so imagine if you will, it was, it was about, um, you mentioned you had maybe 20 in mm -hmm. your group. If everybody mm -hmm. was there, it was about that, maybe two dozen people, mm -hmm. um, that were, that were in here. And the format was, as you might guess, 
everybody kind of goes around, mm-hmm. it circles around the, the, the table and chairs and you sit across from someone or stand across from them and everybody spends a minute going Ooh. all the way around. Mm-hmm. So, and then you take a break and then, and, and keep doing it. Well, we, mm-hmm. we're getting toward the end here. So uh, as the circle goes around and this, this woman, I think she was in like a, a <laughs> service hospitality business, mm-hmm. but we're like like number twenty two, twenty three, and everyone is just about had <laughs> it. Hi, she, my name is Deb. Oh, she, <laughs> she actually is. We were getting ready to call out the time once more. She looked at me. She said, "Can we just not do this for a minute? I'm tired." <laughs> I said, "It's okay. Yes, it'll be fine." So, um, networking events are one of the ones where yes, we would we would think about mm-hmm. being able to have this at the ready. Right. And, but it's, it's one little part of the mm-hmm. toolkit. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that uh, I think might be useful to, to chat about a little mm-hmm. bit is if you are, and it's for yourself, your team, your mm-hmm. organization. And I would say, Deb, the, the skills and the approach that I talk about and that I've researched, certainly good for your business. But if you mm-hmm. have a community event, you have a cause, right. you have something else yeah. that these mm-hmm. skills and this confidence mm-hmm. And fluency that will come out of it will help mm-hmm. with really anything you care about. Right. Mm-hmm. Would it help build an audience? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You want them to support you, to support whatever it is, to talk about it themselves, you know, all of those things. So you have to give them those tools. And mm-hmm. it can't be just the, you know, the one or two sentence thing. And, and so many times it's that story. It's that emotional appeal. You know, but of course, the important thing is that you want to control it. You know, and and I'm not saying script it for them, but you want people to say what you would prefer them to say. Um, yes. You know, and, and so how do you go about doing that? Well, I, why I call um, what I do managing the message. It's mm-hmm. not tight control, right. nor is it laissez faire, mm-hmm. because then you're all, you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the the approach here, Deb, is for people to realize that this is a manageable mm-hmm. business issue. Right. And, a, and a great opportunity that's mm-hmm. there. Um, and I'll, I'll go back to, to your question, and then I want to suggest an approach here. But to, okay. to your question, and, and years ago, you mentioned in the intro, I was a university professor. So mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a pointy head professor, and I was doing some teaching and consulting and, and, and that sort of thing. But oftentimes asked by my students, if they weren't asking if this would be on the test or did I have to show up for class, they, a few of them would ask me, would you serve as a reference? Would mm. you write a mm-hmm. letter of recommendation for right. me to get a job, an internship, mm-hmm. go to graduate school, whatever the case might be? And so uh, some of us have been asked for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do we typically respond with? Well, who is it for? Right. Well, you know, what would you, mm-hmm. what are the kinds of things that you mm-hmm. would like me to get across? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I would, and it could be seen as lazy, I thought it was rather strategic on my part, but say, why don't you draft something right? Mm-hmm. and bring it to me? Because mm-hmm. I, I really want to understand. I don't want to have something that's mm-hmm. bland or mm-hmm. off target if I really do want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the days of today, think of LinkedIn recommendations mm-hmm. right? and the way that that works. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have a bunch. I have a bunch. We get asked for them. You'll we'll be, be asked like for one people. after this program. We'll do one after this program. <laughs> we want testimonials from mm-hmm. our from our customers and, and clients. Most of the time, uh, people will say yes, by the way. Mm-hmm. They do want right. to help. They want to be helpful. They want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. They have an emotional um, tag into your success. Mm-hmm. But what is our initial thing we like? 
what would you like me to say? Yes. So people do want to help, Mm -hmm. but they don't want you to put a blank Mm -hmm. canvas in front Mm -hmm. of them. So managing the message Mm -hmm. is actually being helpful, not just to you. It's Mm -hmm. also being helpful to them. Right. Otherwise, it's so generic. That yeah. it's, it's no good. You know, when, when I work with people about LinkedIn, you know, I tell them you have to get LinkedIn recommendations and you have to be specific, not just, hey, Jim, will you give me a LinkedIn recommendation? You know, especially if it's somebody that you didn't talk to 10 minutes ago, um, yes. you know, because you might be going back to former employers, former coworkers. And sadly, you know, we all like to think we're memorable, but unless it's a bad reason, (laughs) we're not memorable. So I tell them, remind them, we work together at X company on X project, you know, all of those various things. Otherwise you get, Jim was a great person to work with. I'd hire him again. I mean, you know, at whoopee. Always very helpful, pleasant. Yes. Yeah. You know, you get such a generic response that it, it makes no sense at all. And so when you tell them a little bit more about kind of what you want them to address, as you said, they're more than happy to do that because they don't want to write that Jim was a great employee type of thing. That's um, right. You know, and, and, and so it's not a negative that you're doing that. And this is all part of the, the idea about managing this for the mm-hmm. benefit of your career, your mm-hmm. business, and the causes and things that you care about. Right. I'd like to make, there's one point and the degree of the opportunity, the actual numbers behind this, mm-hmm. frankly, I found surprising too, okay. doing research for this. And here's why... As even just what we've talked about so far, I think everybody would agree. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes, I want to be specific. Yes, I want to have all this. Right. But what? gosh, I just, yeah, you're not telling me anything that's that terribly, do I really need to do this? Well, mm-hmm. I'd say, yes, here's why. And if you think about in our digital world today, um, the, the role of word of mouth, say online versus offline. Mm-hmm. And if you'd ask me, as I was getting ready to, to put together the research for the book, you said, Jim, these days, where would you think would be the relative incidence of word of mouth between the digital online world's rating and review sites, mm-hmm. social media versus the old fashioned analog mm-hmm. offline world of, of one-to-one or one of you mm-hmm. conversations, generally face-to-face, but maybe over the phone, mm-hmm. where would that be? And I would, I would have thought, you know, Deb, I would say probably it used to be very heavy analog, you know, offline. Mm -hmm. And then these days there's so much volume of online stuff. It's probably about Mm 50, 50. And I would, I would say fair guess. Mm -hmm. Well, um, a guy named Jonah Berger did some research. He's at the Wharton school and wrote a book called contagious and looked at a huge data set Mm -hmm. of actually following people around and tracking things Mm -hmm. of where it occurred and then looked at from other industries as well. And it's, it's been very consistent and surprising to many. Now, what uh, Berger found is that 93% of word of mouth is offline. Wow. 7% online. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a difference of 13 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, some others have found that, you know, 85 to 90% offline. Mm-hmm. Now, you kind of think, oh, no, 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 that, that cannot be true. But I, I don't spend know so that- much time on Facebook. I'm, right. And, and we know the volume of conversations that are there. We, we know that sort of thing. But it's the very fact that the offline conversations aren't being tracked. They're right. not being scanned, shared, recorded in, in the same way. But they, mm-hmm. but they happen. They happen mm-hmm. at much greater volume than online. And if you hear something offline from a friend, a trusted colleague, someone you like, you put greater weight right. to it. Believe right. it more, you're more likely to act mm-hmm. upon it. 
-hmm. So there's more, much more quantity, and there's also higher quality mm -hmm. of word of mouth offline. So we go through a lot of things about our online presence, mm -hmm. our online reputation, our ratings and reviews. Would never say that's not important. Mm -hmm. I care right. about them for me and my business. Mm -hmm. We want those to be consistent. But if you think of a buffet of opportunities, mm -hmm. right, two buffet lines, and one has 13 times more food than the other side, and mm -hmm. it's actually better food. Right. I'm going I want to go to there. that line. Mm -hmm. I want that mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunities are so immense if we, in fact, get a chance to not be perfect, because you won't mm -hmm. be perfect, right. but simply manage it. Mm -hmm. Bring some habits and bring mm -hmm. some good planning and intentionality to mm -hmm. it. Um, and that's the basis of, of what I talk about, right. and what I write about, and what I think might be really useful for, mm -hmm. um, for your listeners right. and viewers. So. If so, I may, just kind of share what the the approach is. Yes, because that way, yeah, it's like, okay, so we've got this big bulk of people. Again, how do we get them to say what we want them to say? So, so yeah, so so what do we do with it? This is a big category. This seems really squishy mm -hmm. and, and like. So what I've found through research and experience is think about this whole issue as a three-legged stool. So you've got okay. three parts that you want to have in rough mm -hmm. alignment. Um, we'll talk about those where the problems might tend to be. And then we can talk about some specific examples okay. or, um, and like, so think of this three legged stool as your message. So mm -hmm. this is actually the things that you want to say. It's mm -hmm. the words, it's the stories, mm -hmm. it's the examples. It may be data or visuals, but it's a thing that mm -hmm. you want people to know about. Words matter. Uh, the second leg of the stool, I would say messengers. Mm -hmm. Think of the people who right. you want to carry the message, mm -hmm. the, the person you want to give the testimonial, mm -hmm. to give a referral that you want to help you recruiting people mm -hmm. into the business. So um, we have to think about their needs, what they want, what they're confident in doing and feed that system. The third leg of the stool or what I call management or management mm -hmm. habits. So think of how do you keep the stories fresh? Mm. If you have a new client or a new employee or new colleague and they come mm -hmm. in, how do you get them up to speed? Right. How do you make sure that your messaging doesn't wind up being like the pantry that we, uh, we took a look at our pantry in our house a few mm -hmm. weeks ago and go, this is nuts. We can't find anything. We uh -huh. have to clear it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so make sure that everything's very accessible and mm -hmm. fresh and relevant. So message messengers, and our management habits. Mm -hmm. We want this to be woven into the, the ways that we talk about ourselves, the way mm -hmm. that we meet, um, the tools and training and onboarding and, uh, and, and consistent with all the other ways that we mm -hmm. speak to the marketplace. Right. So think about all of those things and then where it can tend to go wrong, mm -hmm. then you have an approach. Right. Well, and of course, what you want is you want that stool to be even. You yes. know, and, and so you don't want to have something, you know, say maybe messengers, you don't want that out of control, um, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, you do have to kind of manage it so that it stays nice and even. Deb, you're right. And if you think of it like any three-legged stool that exists in the real world, not the conceptual world, if mm -hmm. one of the legs is weak or it's shorter than mm -hmm. the others, then you're right. going to fall predictably mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. the area of weakness. Mm -hmm. and so. If you're looking at your business, your mm -hmm. career, your cause, and thinking, well, where might we have an mm -hmm. issue? Right. What would we attack mm -hmm. first? Because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a big menu here that mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. to talk about. So I have found that, that the, the symptoms of problems, if I've got the three M's of message, messengers, and management mm -hmm. that are kind of the concept, I get 
call these the three C's. Mm -hmm. They are crickets, commodities, and cowboys. Okay. So crickets in in my um, hometown, a little little town in South Georgia. Um, you get into a rural area, you talk about the crickets are chirping mm -hmm. in the early evenings because right. you can't hear anything else. There's nothing right. else it's making noise. It's mm overwhelming. -hmm. Right. And you, you hear, we talk about the crickets are chirping mm -hmm. sometimes with nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. And in business, the crickets are chirping. That's a bad sound. It means it's mm -hmm. hard to grow. Right. Whether you're trying to get new business, whether you're trying to get more business from mm -hmm. your current customer base, um, growth is hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Mostly, I find that when the crickets are chirping in your business, you don't know why, it could be a problem with messengers. Hmm. In other words, you don't have enough of them. Mm -hmm. You don't have enough other people kind of helping mm -hmm. feed the system and, and recommending you and talking about mm -hmm. you. Oftentimes, if it's an entrepreneur or someone is a small business owner, it kind of comes on them mm -hmm. and them alone. Right. And it's hard to grow with one voice. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that gets exhausting it after does. a while. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to burn yourself out and you don't want to limit your growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if the crickets are chirping, maybe think, well, let's make our first step trying to recruit and, and feed more mm -hmm. messengers. Right. Um, the second is commodities. So mm -hmm. commodities, when you sound like everybody else, mm -hmm. right? You might know deep in your heart that what we offer is different and better mm -hmm. than somebody else, but consumers or investors or, or clients, it's all kind of, they all see us the same mm -hmm. way. You right. mentioned someone who's in the insurance business. Mm -hmm. I've had an insurance client. It, it's really hard mm -hmm. for um, people in financial services or right. software or mm -hmm. areas like that to, to be seen as different. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's just the way our brains are wired, Deb, is that we, we tend to kind of fall into familiar, familiar mm -hmm. patterns. Right. We talk about ourselves mm -hmm. We talk about what we're comfortable with. We tend to fall into industry lingo. Oh, yeah. Acronyms mm -hmm. after a while. And so all the insurance people sound alike. Mm -hmm. So it, you got to be able to come up with some, some words and stories mm -hmm. that, um, that can help make you distinct. Mm -hmm. and, and using stories is one of the best ways to break through. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that as well. Right. The final symptom that may help you decide what to attack first is I call it cowboys. Mm -hmm. It could be cowgirls, but right. cowboy, the cowboy mentality is one of autonomy. Mm -hmm. Someone who's independent minded, they're going to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. I find this a lot when I work with groups of uh, professional sales teams mm -hmm. and the people they're, they're, they're good. They believe in it. They want to go out and do it, but they want to do it their way. Ah. And I hear that very mm -hmm. often from CEOs, heads of, of, of organizations, mm -hmm. and they've got people in different units, maybe mm -hmm. different geographies, doing different things. And they'll say something like, Jim, it's killing me. I mean, if you went out of here, you went down the hallway, and the first 10 people that you saw, you asked them our value proposition. Mm -hmm. And it'd be something like, well, four of them would be like deer in the headlights. They mm -hmm. wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, the other six would probably give you four or five different stories. Mm -hmm. So it's inconsistency. That's a, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem ultimately for both trustworthiness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. scale. Right. People won't trust you if they're hearing different things mm -hmm. from different sources. They don't know what to believe. Right. And, and you can't scale inconsistency. Mm -hmm. So trying to harness in, bring in the Cowboys a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. um, and that becomes more of a question of messaging habits. Right. Are you helping train people, refresh people, making sure mm -hmm. people are certified and comfortable in knowing how to tell that story? Mm -hmm. and, and like you said earlier, Deb, we're not going to overly script it. Mm -hmm. If someone handed you a script 
and said, here's exactly the way I want you to mm-hmm. talk about the business. Oh. They say, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I do Boring. not need someone to mm-hmm. Boring. Mm-hmm. But if you told them a great story mm-hmm. or if you gave them a great example, right. they would say, oh, that's actually good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I would mm-hmm. I look forward to. Mm-hmm. To talking about on the outside. Right. So right. Um, those are the things to do. Kind of look for where the areas of weakness might be. Mm-hmm. You probably either have data or a feeling in your gut or both mm-hmm. about what you could fix mm-hmm. best. And then if, as we said, if you can bring those into rough alignment, don't worry about trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Because most, um, most companies are really bad at talking about themselves mm-hmm. and, and, and things are, are a bit out of control. So mm-hmm. if you're just consistently good, you have a big, big competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's not just the spoken word that, that you were, you know, you have to manage. It's the look too, you know, and, and what are people going to see? You know, if, if say they get one thing on Facebook and you direct them to your website, which is what you should do. And the website is totally different. Sometimes they don't even catch that it's, but you know, there, there is a mismatch. And so you're thinking, well, I'm sorry, if they can't get their message right on Facebook and here, maybe they can't do the job for me. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, are your marketing materials the same? I always love, you know, when organizations are using the brochure or the business card that they designed 20 years ago because they bought 10,000 of them, you know, and and it's like, okay, it's not just, I mean, how many times do you go to a business thing and you get a business card and somebody's crossed something out because, you know, they're, and it's like, no, you know, uh -uh, no, start over, you know, do it again, make sure that, that everything matches and it's, you know, everything from the message to the colors, to the logo, all of those various things, you know, and, and that is more of a, a pure marketing type of, of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's about getting that message consistent everywhere. And the brand is part of the message. It's going to yep. be the overall mm-hmm. feeling that people have. Mm-hmm. And again, as you say, you really want all those parts to be mm-hmm. consistent. What I, I find a lot, though, is that um, people pay a lot of attention to the mm-hmm. branding. They pay a lot of attention to a few other areas right. like that. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't know how to kind of carry that mm-hmm. forward. So oftentimes... Um, if it's in a, a larger, more complex organization, um, and people might see the logo or the look of the website mm-hmm. in, inside your, your, your own company, mm-hmm. and they don't know why those choices were made. They don't right. know what the inspiration was mm-hmm. for the logo. Why do we mm-hmm. print some colors rather than others? Mm-hmm. Why do we talk about some things rather than others? Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm helping clients put together, sometimes we'll actually put together a playbook mm-hmm. of, of helping mm-hmm. to guide those conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the messengers, it's, I think, really important to involve the people mm-hmm. or at least some of the people whom you expect to carry that message right. in helping create the message. Mm-hmm. Co-creation is a very valuable mm-hmm. tool because not only do people feel valued, you get the benefit mm-hmm. of their language and, um, and you also build a lot more street cred. Right. Right. inside your organization because mm-hmm. they people buy into it. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, I would say, uh, in as you just were talking about there, Deb, if you have a logo, a website, things like that, maybe the other people inside your company weren't involved in those decisions. But now and again, it might be good to ask them what they think. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what, what do you think that logo means? Mm-hmm. Does this represent mm-hmm. the way that you talk? Mm-hmm. Does it represent the kinds of questions mm-hmm. or observations that you get Mm-hmm. out from your friends, our customers, our suppliers, mm-hmm. our alumni, whomever, mm-hmm. and, and just a little bit of a reality check. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what you don't want is 
You might have somebody, and this happens all the time, Deb. Somebody's been working for the company for eight years, and they may hand someone a business card. And like, That's an interesting logo. Where'd that come from? They go, I have no idea. It's printed on my card. Mm-hmm. It came from the printer. Mm-hmm. Next. Yeah. So mm-hmm. involving people, let them know the rationale, but mm-hmm. as much as you can, right. if you want them to share the message or be able to refer mm-hmm. to it, involve them. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll be better messengers for you. Well, and you know, it's, it's important to remember that anybody can be that messenger. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't rely on our salespeople or, you know, whoever it is. You know, many years ago, I worked for a company, um, and a big financial uh, company, and the CEO was a very firm believer in the fact that everybody was a messenger. And he would, he would say specifically, what are they saying in the mailroom? Um, you know, and, and he really cared about that because he said, you know, they're not going to know the product information, but if somebody says, Hey, you know, I see you work for X company and, and you work in the mailroom or you're the CEO or the CFO or whatever, what is going to be said? And, and he firmly believed that every single person had to be on the same page. Could not agree more, Deb. And I'll give you two examples, one to the positive and one to the negative, mm-hmm. cringeworthy, awful. Um, let's start with the positive first. Okay. Is uh, I had a client who was in the HVAC business, so mm-hmm. heating, uh, ventilation, air conditioning. So mm-hmm. the people who are out there um, selling air conditioning units mm-hmm. and heaters and, and, and servicing those and maintaining them and all sorts of air quality issues. Mm-hmm. Most of their customer contact, as we found, about 70% were with field technicians. They're the people mm-hmm. we call techs. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're the ones going into homes and offices and and doing that. People, you know them by by name. You mm-hmm. you like right. your guy. Bob always um, came, mm-hmm. and they're wonderful people, and they're by nature problem solvers. Mm-hmm. But the, here was the 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 uh, the crickets chirping to a small degree for this HVAC company in that they had more than just selling these big equipment pieces. They had a lot of uh, other services oh, okay. for air quality and mm-hmm. things that, but they weren't really moving as, mm-hmm. as, uh, as quickly as they thought they could. They weren't mm-hmm. selling as much from their entire portfolio. Mm-hmm. And what they came to realize is that these techs who had most of the customer conversations mm-hmm. didn't even know the existence. Right. Yeah. So other. they couldn't say, Hey, have you ever thought about? Right. Mm-hmm. So what we didn't want, we're not going to try to turn those people into something that they're right. not. Mm-hmm. They're not the sales people. Mm-hmm. Everybody a salesperson, mm-hmm. but they are problem solvers who mm-hmm. care about their customers yes. and they mm-hmm. do want to help. So for them to simply know that if they see, you know, mildew someplace or they mm-hmm. see something that might be an air quality mm-hmm. issue, hey, you might not know this, but mm-hmm. we can help with that. Mm-hmm. We know your home, we know your business right. better than anybody. May I show you something? Mm-hmm. And then they could they could pass that on along. Right. So once we cracked that code a little mm-hmm. bit, then they were able to grow much faster. Mm-hmm. The negative cringeworthy thing, and this is where you can get a reality check from your important audiences and stakeholders and the people mm-hmm. who know you well. Um, this is one I wrote about and I included in the book as well. It's from Drake University in, uh, in Iowa, a really good school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, were, they decided that they wanted to have a new recruitment campaign for high school seniors and, and getting them to come in. Mm-hmm. Drake. Well, you know, one of the things that they were, they were trying their darndest to be a little bit uh, innovative, a little bit provocative, a little bit different for these media savvy, you know, digital savvy teenagers who are looking at where to go to mm-hmm. school. And so they, they had an agency and then they had done an online survey of high school seniors and they were looking at different messages. Okay. Drake University. Mm-hmm. 
the idea that they wanted was to talk about the Drake advantage. So it was Drake, mm-hmm. if you think about good academics and all that, mm-hmm. plus all these other things of being in a nice small city, mm-hmm. of the, a sense of community and activities that they had. Drake plus, the Drake advantage, if you can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. So they crafted talking only to high school seniors mm-hmm. with a big headline that said D plus. Yeah, I want to go somewhere where I can get a D plus. D plus. This really happened, Deb. And so, um, and and predictably, mm-hmm. faculty, alumni, donors, people in the community were like, what are you doing? Right. Didn't you, did it not occur to anyone that at an academic institution, particularly a really you solid don't do way, that. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, who's next? Fordham? We're going to put mm-hmm. the big F up there? Yes, I know. So, mm-hmm. Um a just spending a little bit of time, they backtracked and then they mm-hmm. had to change right. it like and basically mm-hmm. apologize to mm-hmm. uh, other important stakeholders mm-hmm. like, we had a blind spot there. Mm-hmm. We right. should have at least run it by you and somebody mm-hmm. would have noticed before mm-hmm. we put this thing out to market. I know. Not lasting damage, but no. um, just goes to show whether you're trying to um, equip more people to mm-hmm. go out and, and, and sell and service more mm-hmm. types of things or if you just need a reality check. Mm-hmm who know you well and might see something differently, speak a little bit different language, it helps to involve Mm -hmm. people to share your message. Well, and we've all seen it on, you know, various places The the logo's gone bad, um, you know, or the tagline's gone bad, all of those various things. Of course I get a kick out of those because, you know, that's, that's what I do. And, and yeah, you're always thinking, who did not see that? (laughs) <laughs> right. And you know, and a lot of times it's well, we paid, you know, thirty thousand dollars to this firm and they came up with this. It's like, I'm sorry, who didn't see it? And and so that is where it's good. Get somebody totally unrelated. Ask them, you know, ask them what their opinion is, all of those various things. And and you know, and at some point, yes, you do have to make that decision, but you don't want to have things out there that are just going to make you the butt of jokes as opposed to, hey, we want to work with this person. That's right. So people who are important for you to, to, to weigh in, people mm-hmm. who will have a different perspective, have your best interests mm-hmm. in mind and will right. tell you the truth. They will tell you if mm-hmm. you have kale stuck between your teeth mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. things don't make you look good. Right. Um, and, and, and do that, again, from a, an area of trying mm-hmm. to help. It doesn't have to be a long committee decision. We're not going to yeah. get back to creating the mm-hmm. mission statement over mm-hmm. it. We talked about earlier. But uh, and one of the shortcuts, Deb, and this is not only does it give you good content, but mm-hmm. it strengthens relationships. If you're thinking about a rebranding, a new mm-hmm. logo, or thinking about going into a new area or just talking about yourself in mm-hmm. a fresh way, ask some of your raving fan customers right. what they think mm-hmm. and, and say, why do you like, we know we're not mm-hmm. perfect. No one's perfect, but mm-hmm. why do you like doing business with mm-hmm. us? How does that? And then just mm-hmm. be quiet. Right. Let them talk, listen to their language, mm-hmm. and you'll probably find out a lot. And and here's the extra payoff. Those those clients, those partners, those friends will appreciate the fact that you listened to them right. Right. And, right. And, you, and listen to their voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and uh, you don't want to be analysis, paralysis by analysis, um, because we can. You know, we can get stuck in that. This is, you know, and, and so it's, it, it comes back to what we were saying at the very start, the conversation. You know, we don't have scripted conversations, so things might go a little funny on occasion, but it's okay, you know, because we can, we can get through that. We can. 
And if I would have anything here, and I know we, we have a few minutes left and we can mm-hmm. talk about some particular tips, you may have some specific questions. If there's a common thread through all this that I, mm-hmm. I really hope that everyone will take to heart. Mm-hmm. First of all, an incredibly large opportunity, mm-hmm. 13 times more right. um, in, in the offline versus mm-hmm. the online for generating word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can manage it. It's a manageable business problem. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be perfect. Guess, don't let perfection get mm-hmm. in the way of trying something right. out. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is um, think of a specific kind of conversation that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Is it the conversation of the, the, the techs out in the marketplace mm-hmm. who are meeting with customers on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Is it a conversation with lapsed clients? Mm-hmm. Maybe you look at it and say, uh, we have clients or customers, mm-hmm. they're buying 20% of what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And they've been customers of ours forever. We need to find out why. They may just not know. Mm-hmm. So just so think about it. the next time we have an mm-hmm. account review or we're having a sit down, mm-hmm. having lunch with someone. What is it new that we can talk mm-hmm. about or help prompt that? So just think of a conversation that you or one of your associates mm-hmm. uh, would give. And, and what is it that they, people need to know? Mm-hmm. They need to be comfortable in how to do it, questions they need to ask. And just kind of reverse engineer mm-hmm. that process a little bit. Play with that one. Right. See how it goes. You'll probably mm-hmm. get more results, more immediate results than you would even imagine. Mm-hmm. And the, right. the great thing, Deb, with, with, with using everyday conversations to your advantage, notice that at no point did we talk about you having to turn your business model on its head. Right. You don't necessarily have to change your product or mm-hmm. pricing or how it's distributed or even the people in and around your business. Mm-hmm. You just need to prompt more of the right kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned something that I thought was very important, and that's, you know, sometimes people don't even know what all you have. We, you know, mentioned that several times. I had a client, big client. I mean, they were, they were a very substantial client. I did public relations for them for a long time, and I got the dreaded, we were going with someone else call. And I was like, why? Oh, yeah. yes. But I'm perfect. No, I said, you know, we've worked together for years. And, you know, and, and I said, so I am curious as, as to why, because it was not that they changed, you know, change people from their end or anything like that. And they said, well, we went with this company because they can do more. They can do this and this and this. And I was really quiet for a second. And the person I was talking to said, what? I said, I do all of those things. And she went, Oh, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so because I hadn't been having those conversations, you know, and, and I think that's one of the big problems that, that we end up with as, as a business owner is we assume we, you know, client X only buys A and B and we forget to tell them about C and D. And then we're just totally perplexed when they go somewhere else. So it's not, you know, we're beating them over the head with it. it again, it's just, okay, hey, remember, we can also do this and this and this. Or at the very least, even if it's outside of your purview there, mm-hmm. you want to be seen as someone that can help them solve problems, right. take advantage of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you would probably know. So it might be someone that's that's outside of your portfolio mm-hmm. of services, maybe kind of related. I, mm-hmm. And Deb, forgive me, I, I may get on something that you you do, but maybe they needed you know media training for mm-hmm. somebody in Slovakia or whatever right. the case mm-hmm. might be. Um, and say, I can't provide that directly. Mm-hmm. But I can find but, someone but I can find someone mm-hmm. who's going to meet your standards and mm-hmm. be easy to work with and the like, and they will love you even more forever right. because mm-hmm. you can, you can help with that. Mm-hmm. But it is very common um, that, uh, that just what you did. Now I've run into the same thing. 
it's very easy when people say, oh, well, I guess you're, you're like a marketing guy, you're a messaging guy, and what does it mean? Are you an agency? No. And do, do you do training? Yeah, I do training. And, and, and so it's, it's up to us to often tell stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're meeting with, with right. especially our longstanding customers mm-hmm. and clients and just share a story about, you know, it was just interesting. I don't know if this has ever crossed your mind, but mm-hmm. I had a client in a similar kind of situation. Mm-hmm. They found themselves needing this thing. Right. And we were so happy to be able to partner with them mm-hmm. because we were able to, and, mm-hmm. and, oh, wow, Deb, right, I didn't yeah. know. Didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it, you don't have to hand people a long right. brochure, mm-hmm. um, but you can tell some stories mm-hmm. or share some things right. uh, when they say, what's new? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what's new. Mm-hmm. It's actually very exciting right. in our business. Right. Yeah. Well, now, Jim, one of the things, you know, we're talking about the stool. You know, and and the stool, as in the three-legged stool of message managing and and messengers. And when I was reading your book, look, I'm going to Vanna again. Here's the book. Here's the book. Oh, thank you so Um, much. What I was thinking about was, okay, well, for small business owners and entrepreneurs who are the, you know, the company completely by themselves, maybe they have one or two other people, but it really is just them. How do they get other people? to be sharing that message, um, you know, and, and, and because I think that is probably one of the biggest frustrations that we have is that we're in it alone, you know, so how right. can we get other people to, to be helping us with this? Well, th- and there, there are ways in each of those three legs of the stool, mm-hmm. if you, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So one of them is in the message. Well, if you want your message to be shared, even if you don't have a lot of people in, if you're wanting to be mm-hmm. shared in the Community. If you want to be shared in your industry and with with uh, among especially um, early adopters or your mm-hmm. own customer base to help grow. Well, we need a shareable message, right. and so clearly um, a, a story or two mm-hmm. that you think um, really shows what it is that you mm-hmm. can what what you can do is a good way uh, to do that. And mm-hmm. uh, messengers. So you might not have two hundred employees or a giant sales force, mm-hmm. but you do have. Um, you have suppliers, mm-hmm. you have vendors, you have friends, mm-hmm. you have some customers um, and, and friends of friends. And you have a lot of people mm-hmm. who know you, like you, trust you mm-hmm. and have some stake in wanting to see you do well. Right. So that might mean that you, in, in terms of, and, and I break it down again in kind of terms of three, but your messengers, in order to do a really great job as messengers, mm-hmm. need knowledge, skill, and confidence. Mm-hmm. So knowledge is knowing what you do, right? right? Maybe it is mm-hmm. that story. Maybe just mm-hmm. a little bit of, of mm-hmm. that. Skill, just enough fluency in terms of um, how to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it is a story to share. And then confidence in knowing that they're not the only ones doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I'm sharing this story with, you know, 10 of my favorite um, customers mm-hmm. and, you know, hoping that if, if you see somebody that would benefit the way that you have benefited, mm-hmm. that you'll, you'll pass that along. Right. Um, and so they'll know that they are part of something that's growing mm-hmm. and there's their social mm-hmm. around it. Right. And then the same, uh, the, the management part, maybe you're managing yourself mm-hmm. as much as you're managing right. mm-hmm. a giant team. Oh yeah. Um, hey, I'm a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Um, so it becomes a way of whether you do that through a customer relationship mm-hmm. management software, whether you do that through, uh, I would suspect, Deb, you will work with people with an editorial calendar oftentimes. Mm-hmm. You can do that, one of those for yourself, right. mm-hmm. saying this week, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to reach out and mm-hmm. I'm going to share a, a story with so-and-so, or I'm going mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm 
I'm going through enough of the habits and reinforcing things. It's so easy to get stuck in the doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we can, especially as entrepreneurs, as small business people, we can get into feast or famine. Mm-hmm. We go out and we want to tell that message mm-hmm. and share that story. And all of a sudden we have new opportunities and things mm-hmm. coming in. And then all of a sudden we get very busy in the mm-hmm. doing. Right. We forget we that forget we need this. to always be marketing ourselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it can be simple reminders um, or, or calendars mm-hmm. or things like that. Some elements you can automate. I would say don't automate too much. Right. Um, because you do want this to be personal. You want it to mm-hmm. be your voice, your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want it to sound like an SEO expert from mm-hmm. you know the other side of the globe. Right. Uh, who's putting something together. Mm-hmm. So um, that that part of your own habits can be a LinkedIn post, it can be blogging, it can be, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, um, having lunch outside of your business mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and listening to a customer, mm-hmm. um, whatever that might be. So, mm-hmm. so the process and the rationale and the benefits are really uh, just as good if you're by yourself or with a small mm-hmm. team. Right. And to carry, to carry that uh, symbolism even a little bit further, mm-hmm. Deb. Frankly, smaller enterprises have an advantage over bigger ones right. when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a, a chief marketing officer, I was with kind of a mid-sized private company, but we were in the bottled spring water business, mm-hmm. our main business. We had two other businesses. Mm-hmm. But our competitors were Nestle, right. Coca-Cola. With hundreds of products. Yes, behemoths. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And my second year um, of running marketing for this, we actually received an award for the best integrated marketing and PR program wow. in the mm-hmm. global bottled water industry. We weren't smarter than anybody mm-hmm. else, frankly, but it was easier to be more agile, mm-hmm. to be closer to our customers, to be mm-hmm. more consistent. Um, so if you think of, is the, does the three-legged stool have short legs mm-hmm. or does it have really long legs? Right. Yeah. All sorts of bracing mm-hmm. and it, it can wobble really, mm-hmm. really quickly. So take heart, entrepreneurs and small business owners. This is an area where you actually have an advantage mm-hmm. over the big guys. Right. Yeah. And and it is easier to manage when there's less. You know, I hate to say less, yes. but um, you know, so you're you're not managing, you know, our fifty thousand employees. What are they saying? Okay, well, I have one VA, you know, yes, um, yes. you know, and 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 one brochure, one website, you know, all of those various mm-hmm. things, um, and so yeah, it is, it is, you know, in in many cases, so much easier. I um, I have a number of examples in the book, all the way from a relative startup insurance mm-hmm. company to a career changer to um, someone who went from uh, s- uh, working for MTV doing op- uh, satellite operations mm-hmm. to selling um, headpieces with bird feathers in mm-hmm. them um, to um, everything in between businesses going generational mm-hmm. change or mm-hmm. trying to kind of change the narrative for their business. Mm-hmm. These kind of things that will play out the the benefits and the some of the moving parts, some of the areas of emphasis might change. But uh, again, whether it be big or small, even nonprofits, passion projects, mm-hmm. whatever they may be, or you as an individual, uh, kind of carving a new professional mm-hmm. path, there's uh, so much opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And frankly, in the time, Deb, that we're talking here. And, and by the way, everyone listening, everyone watching, you're spending your time really well. Mm-hmm. So don't stop uh, listening this in. Is good stuff. <laughs> but think through in the hour mm-hmm. that you'll spend here learning about this, mm-hmm. there are going to be probably 
a few dozen conversations mm -hmm. happening out there about your business. Right. So it's going to be the time where you say, we won't perfect it, mm -hmm. but we're going to get intentional about it. Right. We're going to address that and, and tend to, to management mm -hmm. to manage that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and the, the, uh, the effects and the benefits will show up pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, as you said that I just had this flash and, and of course we don't have very long left. And so I'm going to put this out there as maybe something we talk about in the future. You have to be part of that conversation. Um, you know, and, and in particular, I was thinking social media or, you know, things like that where, you know, I have business owners all the time that come to me and say, Facebook is stupid. It's a waste of time. I don't want to be there. And I don't want to be there because somebody might say something bad. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, you need to be part of that conversation. You need to, to correct them, you know, when it's appropriate to give them that information, um, you know, and, and all those various things, because we, we can't be ostriches, you know, those conversations are happening and isn't it better to be part of that conversation or at least monitoring it? You know, you might not be leaping into it, but mm -hmm. you know, what is going on? What are people talking about? You're, you're right. You don't want to disconnect from it. Mm -hmm. Don't think that it's necessarily a snapshot of the real world at any particular point in time. Right. It's a part of it. Mm -hmm. You will learn things by mm -hmm. monitoring that. Sometimes you can create correct misperceptions. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can highlight people that mm -hmm. are saying great things. I'll also give one more little source of comfort. And this is uh, from another author, actually a, a recent guest on my podcast. It's it, really good. A guy named Todd Capone. And he mm -hmm wrote a book called The Transparency Sale. Mm. Here's where his insight came from. He used mm -hmm. to run a business out of Chicago, and what they would do is, and they would typically work with big consumer packaged goods mm. companies, but mm -hmm. they would go out and pull those um, ratings and reviews from mm -hmm. third-party sites, mm -hmm. and then they would put them on their clients' websites. Right. So I've that done that. Yep, mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So they had a nice window, Deb, on what kinds of ratings were the most powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you need to get a 5.0 all the time? No. What they found, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly right. That what they found is that an average rating for your business mm -hmm. um, is best if it's between 4.2 and 4.5. Mm -hmm. So very good and solid, but not perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Because nobody's it, perfect. I'm suspicious perfect. of perfect. That's right. Um, and they also found if people, you know, they go onto Amazon and they mm -hmm. see a one star or two star product review, those mm -hmm. are the people, ones that people scroll down to first. Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. wrong with it? Right. Um, and, and so if they, if they're seeing fives all the way through, mm -hmm. then they think it's orchestrated and mm -hmm. they don't believe it. Uh, obviously, if there's a lot of bad stuff on there, they get a little anxious too. Mm -hmm. But that, so being really good. Mm -hmm. is right where you want to be. And you probably already are really good. Mm -hmm. right. And people also want to know that because you're not perfect. So when it's not really good every single time, mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it? Right. How do and you fix it? Place. How do you mm -hmm. fix it? And that's also something that you can track through both mm -hmm. your offline stories and online as well. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and telling people sometimes this went wrong. This is how we fixed it. Mm -hmm. You know, because th that makes us human. And I don't care if it's, you know, the one person or the company of, you know, 500,000, we do make mistakes. So I want to know how it got fixed. Um, you know, that's why I read online reviews. I want to see what went wrong and how did they fix it. And I think it also becomes, um, again, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of a lot of business owners may have an intuitive sense of who is the best fit for their business, mm -hmm. but really to be explicit about it. And we're not pushing anybody away. Right. But 
you probably have a very good sense of which clients are a great fit for mm -hmm. you. I have mm -hmm. a, that same sort of sense. Right. And it becomes really well refined if you think about where did things go wrong, how do mm -hmm. we fix it? And you can also have that conversation with people say, you know, okay, so what goes wrong? And also say, you know, when we work with clients of a certain type, fewer things go wrong, mm -hmm. a right. lot more things go right. Mm -hmm. Expectations mm -hmm. are uh, in, in alignment. Mm -hmm. And that's where it tends to go very, very smoothly. Right. Good golly, Jim, we are at the top of the hour. This has been wonderful. I love discussions like this because this for me is is what I do. This is what I love. This is what I read about, um, you know, all these various things because it, it is, it, it's just so important for businesses to get their messaging correct, um, you know, and, and, and it can easily go wrong. I mean, you know, we've seen it where, like you said, one little wrong word, even some things like that. So then people do, okay, well, we're not, no, uh -uh. and, but it's, it, when you do it correctly, it can, you know, it, it, obviously makes all the difference in the world. And so that's why I love talking about this. I've enjoyed the conversation. You know, on the one end of the spectrum, you can just say, I, we can't do anything about mm -hmm. this. People are going to say what they're going right. to say. Mm -hmm. That will be to the detriment of your business. Mm -hmm. um, you can go the other thing until we're going to get the iron fist of mm -hmm. control yep. and script this out for everybody mm -hmm. and you will be ignored and you mm -hmm. will probably be mocked behind your back. Oh, but definitely. Mm -hmm. Wonderful area in the middle for growth, which is mm -hmm. managing that message right. and just deciding upon, mm -hmm. you know, where, what do you want to be known and believed about you? Mm -hmm. Who do you, whose help do you want mm -hmm. and need to help share that? Mm -hmm. And how can you set some habits to keep it fresh and keep it conversational? Right. And well? right. So there's a and lot of opportunity. Yeah, you know, you want to keep it fresh. You want to keep it current. You know, I always love the ad that, you know, like this time of year is referring back to spring, okay? <laughs> Easter? No, <laughs> yes. don't think so. Um, you know, it, it, or kind of like the clock that's broken twice a year, it's correct. Um, it's No, you know, keep it fresh. Keep it going. Um, you know, I want to show your book again. It is The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. And I love this book. It was It was great. Um, you know, I, I read through it. It's fairly new, um, you know, and, and so, but yeah, tons of great information, lots of good examples. Um, and, you know, because you are an academic, it has the, the, the information there to back up a lot of this. And, and I love that. And I've also, um, I think it's conceptually sound and I refer to a lot of other people's work as well. I've also worked with more than 10,000 business professionals mm -hmm. over decade plus mm -hmm. of doing consulting and training and coaching right. and that sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. So it's grounded in, in real, uh, right. actual reality, mm -hmm. Deb. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad you enjoy that. Um, I would invite, um, as an additive, you know, for mm -hmm. anyone who enjoys podcasts, I have a podcast of my own. Oh yes. I talk about business messaging mm -hmm. from a lot of different angles. I may um, have I, to be a guest. Hmm. <laughs> um, I would love to have you on as a guest. I think it'd be terrific. So we will be getting our schedules ready for that. Perfect. So it's called the manage your message podcast and we'll, we'll be kind to you. I think it'd be great to have you. On. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave everyone with? Uh, I really enjoy this, this opportunity. Would be happy to serve as a, as a sounding board uh, for anyone. If they go to my website, I do have a, uh, it's a little weekly tips. I call it the message manager memo. Mm -hmm. Deb, I'm all about alliteration. Uh, but it's it's some little practical tips that people mm -hmm. can use. You can get that for, for free off my website, jimcar.com. Mm -hmm. um, there's the podcast and, and some other resources mm -hmm. that are there. More than anything else, it just I've seen this play out well. I want people to have confidence in their value and more than that, just confidence in the way that they can express mm -hmm. that directly and through other people. There's a lot to be had there. 
go forward, pick a conversation, work on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect, but activity is better than, than too much planning. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. Well, and for people who are just listening to the, the podcast, it's J-I-M-K-A-R-R-H.com. So jimcar.com. And I am, I'm Deb Kerr. I really have been having so much fun talking with Dr. Jim Carr. And Thanks. until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.